Hello friends, this is Grace Hotpants Langhine with your seventh episode of the Mullet Chronicles where I read race reports to you. This is a spinoff of the Running Mullet podcast where Eric Kosek and I talk all things running from the business in the front to the party in the back of the pack. And now I bring you race reports from the front and the back. Today's episode comes to us from Joey Vickers. She is a Spitfire runner from Northern Maryland. You're going to enjoy this one, but a quick intro before we get to the race report. Her report is from the Barkley Fall Classic, also called the BFC. It is not to be confused with the Barkley Marathons. Those are two very different races. They do have the same race director and they are in the same park. Um, And make no mistake, Barkley Fall Classic is a very difficult race, just that it is different from the Barkleys. I am also going to drop some F-bombs in this report, okay? So that's your intro. Now let's get to Joey's story. BFC 2023. Meet your fear recap. What a day. It could have been much worse, but I'm so glad it wasn't. I woke up on time, all things ready to go. I laced up my shoes, grabbed my hydration pack, and headed out to the Jeep for the one-hour drive to Frozen Head State Park. I noticed that my watch battery died at 4.38 a.m., literally seven minutes ago, and there's no time to stop and get one on the way, and it's not worth the risk wearing a GPS watch, even on airplane mode. Okay, no biggie. I'll ask the time at the aid stations. Maybe it's better if I don't know the time, right? After parking, I met up with the friends I've made the last few years, Rick, Glenn, and James. We were discussing the impeding rain that was now on the radar. Frozen Head is known for making its own weather, and Rick and I knew what 2021 was like with torrential downpours for over three hours. We both groaned and hoped that our training would get us where we needed to be before the rain. We made our way to the starting line, where I squeezed my way to the front. I needed every minute I could get, so being in the back was not an option for me, at least at the start. I got to say hi to Jana Friedrichova, a fellow Marylander and super speedy ultra runner. Laz lit the iconic cigarette at 7 a.m., and we were off. The first loop was a new section to me on the Panther Branch Trail. A nice warm-up, not too much climbing, but I complained in my head about the two miles steady uphill on the road to get there. Two dudes wiped out coming down the single track already, and I just kept hoping that my legs would not fail me like that. I came in 35 minutes ahead of the 50K cutoff and was feeling great. We headed out to the second loop which takes you through the iconic Yellow Gate and up North Bird Mountain. On the first climb up, I swung my pack around and wore it on the front to eat out of it, and one of the straps broke. Okay, no big deal. I'll just tie it together. I can unclick the other side. 1.6 miles up, and we get to go down. The girl behind me stops me near the bottom because my bladder is about to fall out. What? Okay, she zips it back up, and onward we go. We start the second climb on bird, and I see two people ahead of me dancing on the trail. Odd, but okay, whatever it takes to get you through it, right? Wrong. It was a ground nest of yellow jackets. They sounded like airplanes buzzing around my head and trying to sting me through my hat. The same girl that zipped me up yelled, you need to run, bees. And so I ran. I caught up to the other two and said, no wonder you both did a dance and took off. They unfortunately got stung multiple times. I got stung only once near my ankle, and it was irritating like a dog hair sticking you through your sock. If you have a shedding dog, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
After what seems like an eternity and what made me question my sense of direction, we finally hit the second aid station and bib punch. I knew it was all downhill from here on the old Jeep road, so I could open up a little bit and stretch my legs. That's when a connector strap on my pack broke. The strap that comes over your shoulder and clicks in on your side to the bottom of the pack. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Not wanting to lose time, I pulled it off while running and tied that strap to the bottom pack strap that goes across the abdomen. Well, it worked, but it made my pack sit crooked and made me run all wonky. Great, this is going to suck because it's going to change my gait and possibly make me tired earlier. Okay, no biggie again. I'll just go until I get yanked off the course. I caught up to my new friend Carrie, who thought I was Dale from last year, and the poor guy was stung in the head four times. He said he was good, though, so I continued down with my wonky gait. I go to sip some water, and lo and behold, my bite valve fell off somewhere. Thank goodness for the locking mechanism that prevents it from dripping. It's fine. Everything's fine. I came out to the Jeep road to spectators at the yellow gate cheering us on, and I run out, I full out run to the eight, third aid station. I wanted to know what time it was. I barely stopped for the bib punch when I blurted out, what's the time? One of the volunteers said 11.52 a.m. Oh my gosh, yay! I made it to the third aid station one hour, 14 minutes ahead of the 1.06 p.m. cutoff, and I was pumped. I refilled my water and grabbed an Uncrustable and bacon to eat as I rolled out of there and headed for Chimney Top. I started the climb up to Chimney Top, the hardest climb on trail, in my opinion, and my pack kept coming unzipped. Like, what the hell is going on today? My water bladder fell out. Yes, fell out. And slapped me in the leg. Whatever, just the theme for the day, right? I put it back in and kept going, but I was annoyed and it was getting in my head now. And I was thinking, are these all signs I should quit? Fuck this climb. I don't care anymore. What am I trying to prove? Then I had two dizzy spells and just stopped. Two females asked if I was okay. I assured them I was. A male going by said, that looks very contemplative, to which I replied, yes, I am definitely arguing with myself right now. I walked a few more steps and I heard the raindrop starting to fall. Shit. I knew what that meant for the crazy part of the race still to come, and I just didn't want to be there anymore, so I turned around to go back to the parking lot. I got about half a mile back down when my friend Carrie, who I passed on the Jeep road with the bee stings, stopped me. He said, walk with us for a bit. Don't quit. Marathon finish is better than quitting. And he was right. So I said, fuck it. Okay, let's do this. And I continued to climb with them until they took a break. Carrie assured me he was okay and to keep going. I can never thank him enough for that. After the three false summits and two vertical climbs to the top, I got to see Jenny LT. She was perched up there with her camera equipment and made me laugh because she said, hey, Joey, sorry, no crotch shots this year. Just a little perk I needed to keep focused. I caught up to one of the ladies that passed me on my contemplation to quit, and we talked for a good mile and a half down on the way to Tub Springs. We had so many things in common, and it made the time go by pretty fast. I was feeling good again and hoping I didn't lose too much time putzing around back on the climb. I came into aid station four at 2.52 p.m., still 51 minutes ahead of the 50K cutoffs. I did some Coke, the soda, of course, and pulled the bag of ramen out of my pack to eat on the way up to the fire tower to the bib punch. Very happy with noodles now stuck to my face, I got my bib punched, put on my gloves, and started the treacherous descent down Ratchaw. 
Ratjaw is treacherous anyway, known for the briars and snake dens, but now it was rained out mud slick. All I could think of was Ralphie in a Christmas story. Fudge. It was every bit of crazy as I thought it would be. I couldn't get a grip on anything. I slid and fell like a hundred times. I would grab a briar to stop the slide and it would rip out of the ground. Rocks banged into every part of my body. I made it to the bottom of the first part of Rat, about the halfway point where the old mine road comes in and the medics are standing by. I was just so pissed, so I turned around and gave the mountain two middle fingers. The medics loved that and laughed, then asked if I was okay. Of course, I said yes, and a few curse words at the mountain. Then I started to the second descent of Rat to the prison. I'm almost at the bottom where it's basically a vertical drop to the grass, and I am terrified. There's no vegetation left, and Laz is down there telling people to go right, which is, of course, the worst part. I look over to the left, and here comes Yana, my Maryland friend, on her way back up. Holy smokes! So back to me being terrified. Yeah, because people are literally whizzing by me out of control and crashing at the bottom. I am the only one on the hill now, and Laz is down there saying, this is the easy part. Keep going. So I let go and slid down to him and crossed the timing mat. Then I look off through the prison tunnel because it's hella fun. Then I climb the ladder over the prison wall for a bib punch and time check. All I could say was, am I still good for the 50K finish? The bib punch guy said I was, so I woohooed myself and headed to the aid table in the prison parking lot. I grabbed a bunch of chocolate chip cookies and headed to Meth Lab Hill. Meth Lab Hill was every bit of fucked up as I knew it would be. Fog settled in low over the power line cut and it stopped raining, but the damage was done. Sloppy, soupy, slick mud. No one could get a grip anywhere, not even in the briars. I tried to grab briars to pull up on, and just like on rat, they ripped right out of the ground. Down I go, wee, to try again. If there was a section that was somewhat climbable, it was clogged with people jockeying for position. I finally made it to the top, a road between meth and testicle, and gave a finger to each side because I had to descend testicle next. The medics didn't even bat an eye. They knew, and they laughed at my absurdity. On the testicle side, I paired up with a guy named Jeff, and we said, fuck it, and made our own path down through the briars. It was worth it. It was slow and thick, but at least we weren't sliding off the edges of rocks and into the pile of downed logs. Another Maryland girl, Monica, joined in on the fun. The three of us made our way to the sixth aid station at the end of testicle, also the turnaround point for this crazy hell. We refilled our packs and checked the time, 5.46 p.m. I was heartbroken for a second. My 50K chance was 26 minutes long gone. I had to settle for another marathon finish, but I was okay with it. The three of us decided to climb out together since we were all in the same boat at this point. We had plenty of time for a thon finish. I had them laughing at my long, curse-laden freezes all the way back up testicle and back down meth on the other side. I didn't see them after I hit the road back to the prison. I wanted to see how much more time I lost and made a run for it, but that shit hurt, so I ended up walking a bit too. I arrived back at the prison aid station at 6.58 p.m. I still had to be through the prison, back over the wall, back through the tunnel, and at Laz on the other side by 6.24 p.m. to continue for the 50K. That wasn't happening. Stupid rain. 
I grabbed some more cookies and chips and walked through the prison parking lot. The prison yard was closed at this hour, so we had to run around the outside of the wall, so no more ladder climbing. Just a long, slightly uphill jog to get around the perimeter of the prison and into the tunnel. I focused on the female in front of me, who I later became friends with and tried to push myself by trying to catch her and maybe cross before her. I know that sounds evil, but I needed something to keep moving. I catch her and a group of three other females and a male in the tunnel. I love the tunnel, and I was pumped that I had caught them, so I just bomb-ass through there. I grabbed the rope to scale the wall to get out of the canal, but there was a lot of slack in the rope, and I had a lot of momentum and fell on my ass. I felt so stupid, but I didn't want anyone to get ahead of me, so I grabbed it again, pulled it tight, and hauled my ass out of there. I sprinted to Laz, got a marathon finish at 7.13 p.m. Covered in mud, scratches, remnants of food, and smelling like butt, he let me finish, take a finish pick with him, but he said, just not too close. The memories and friends that I make at this race every year are priceless. I learn so much about my body, both physically and mentally, when I run this. I will just keeping, keep reaching for the croix as long as Laz keeps letting me come back and run. Each year is a little better, so I'm hoping my 2024 stab at it will finally allow me to get my croix. And maybe some shoes with jetpacks would really help. Till next year, morons. Thank you, Joey, for sharing. Uh, one more note in there, the finish, the finish prize, the finish, the finish item that they get is a, is a croy. Um, so that's that mention at the very end. So thanks, Joey, for sharing your race reports. And any of you can also submit your race reports to me on Facebook, Instagram, and therunningmullet at gmail.com. And you can listen to Eric Kosek and I every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern to talk all things running at The Running Mullet. Thanks for listening. You are awesome.